Welcome to Automation Chat. I'm your host, Teresa Howe, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and a Partner Network Magazine. This is another editorial series episode in which I discuss my take on important issues that affect you and the industry. Today I'm examining the gray market for industrial automation products. I really didn't know much about the gray market until about 10 years ago, and I've been learning ever since. And it really surprised me to learn about the risks involved. So first, let's make sure we all know what the gray market is. The term gray market refers to products that are sold legally, but outside of the brand's permission. The gray market includes new, refurbished, and used products sold through unauthorized resellers. So inventory is sold outside of normal distribution channels like on eBay, Amazon, Alibaba, etc. This compromises the chain of custody that's used to verify the product quality and safety. Of course, online shopping is normal for all of us, especially if we're looking for bargains, and I sure wish I'd invested in Amazon when it first started. Plus, there are situations where some companies do their purchasing through their procurement function whose staff might not fully understand the technology or know the difference between an authorized distributor and the gray market. One of the most surprising things to me is how much of a problem counterfeiting is in the gray market. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But there are several red flags that can help you tell if something is counterfeit, such as no instructions, warnings, or warranties with the product. Words on the product or package are misspelled. The country of origin is different from the genuine source. Manufacturing locations or ports of entry are incorrect. Product defects or performance are different from your typical experience. The price is unusually low. And markings and other features on the packaging or product look different or are missing, like missing certification marks, incorrect colors or labels on the packaging, incorrect product shape or design, or missing components or product features. Now, even though I work for the journal from Rockwell Automation Magazine, it's important to note that the potential problems of buying from the gray market are not unique to Rockwell Automation. It's the same for any industrial automation supplier. Any products bought from unauthorized dealers pose risks. In fact, the Alliance for Gray Market and Counterfeit Abatement has a really scary number. It says that billions of dollars worth of tech products are being deceptively acquired and or sold on the gray market every year. And about $100 billion worth of revenue is lost from manufacturers globally because of counterfeiting. You might be wondering, Teresa, what's the harm? Not every product is malicious. To learn more about that, I talked with someone who really knows this stuff. Ryan Smaglick, Head of Revenue and Brand Protection at Rockwell Automation. He's well-versed on what's happening in the gray market and the ramifications those products can have for users. I think you'll find his insights to be eye-opening and helpful. But before I dive in, it's time for our fan-favorite, family-friendly, silly joke of the day. Here's a cute math joke for you. How do you get from point A to point B? Just take the XY plane or a rhombus. Now here's my conversation with Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for being here and chatting with me today. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks for having me. So let's dive in and talk about the gray market. To start, tell me what's meant when we refer to a gray market source. 
So I guess the gray market in general, I guess the first thing we should mention is, you know, Rockwell Automation, as do many companies, we sell our products through a limited distribution model. And so we have authorized distributors around the world, and these are the authorized sources. And um, anybody who tries to get a hold of our products and sells them, you know, without authorization would be considered an unauthorized reseller. And the market that, you know, uh, there's the collection of these, uh, the sales of these unauthorized resellers, that is what's considered a gray market. So it's also, confer- uh, they're also referred to as a gray market source, unauthorized reseller. There are other flavors of the names used for these types of companies around the world. Another example would be a parallel importer. But the key thing is that these companies are, you know, traffic in goods, branded goods without the authorization of the trademark owner or the manufacturer. So what's the difference between those sources and an authorized distributor? I mean, how do they get their hands on products that aren't authorized? Yeah, it's a great question. It's um, a very complicated world out there. So um, sometimes what happens is products um, that are not needed. Um, you know, for example, if a company um, who has purchased products decides that they don't need them anymore, they may try to sell them to you know obtain you know some of their cost back, and those could then be sold to a, a company that's you know a reseller of some type. And then those companies would then try to sell it on to uh, you know somebody who's looking um, for products, and those sales would be considered unauthorized. We also see products enter the you know gray market you know through more sinister means through you know deception. There are companies out there who you know try to trick or induce our our you know authorized distributors into selling to them by pretending to be different types of companies, not you know just resell companies or companies that would legitimately you know use our products. And then we see things that are even more serious than that. We see you know products enter the gray market as a result of theft or embezzlement from you know legitimate customers of of our products. And then we have this counterfeiting phenomenon as well. So there's product out there that's being sold by unauthorized sources that isn't even you know authentic you know Rockwell Automation product. So it's kind of a, a whole bunch of different types of reasons why products you know may enter the market, but um, it's all not good <laughs> for uh, our customers and and for us as a company. So counterfeit products, how can buyers spot those? Because do they look like they're a verified Rockwell Ellen Bradley product? Yeah, so this is another really great question. And um, it's one of the big reasons, which I think I'll, I'll, we'll chat about later, is what our calls to action are as a manufacturer. But the truthful answer is sometimes it is very difficult, even for our own experts, to tell um, whether or not a product is a counterfeit or not. And sometimes it's very easy. So we things we see things all the way from the spectrum of labels with you know terrible misspellings, even the word you know Rockwell <laughs> spelled incorrectly. You know things that are just blatantly very poor quality manufacturer that um, you know are, are definitely not from our you know manufacturing facilities. And we see things that are much more comparable um, that would you know require analysis and teardown in our labs. You know, to um, to discern authentic from not, and um, and everything in between. And we also see, you know, different forms of counterfeiting. So, you know, the the definition of counterfeiting that we work with, and which is generally ad- adopted, uh, but may not be, you know, uh, you know, a general consumer's idea of, of counterfeit is, um, you know, our definition is any, you know, Rockwell branded product that contains any non-factory original element that gets advertised as new. So another kind of counterfeiting phenomenon that we see out there is, you know, somebody taking something that's old or maybe used or broken and then, you know, repairing it up, fixing it up, cleaning it up. And then they'll, they'll put, you know, counterfeit packaging around it to make it look like it's a brand new item again, factory sealed again, you know, with the, with a, with a counterfeit factory seal. And that's because they can take something that, you know, might be somebody's junk 
or something that doesn't work, and they can misrepresent it as a totally new, quote unquote, authentic factory sealed product. And we see a lot of that activity out there as well. So it's a real spectrum of activity, and it's very difficult for um, consumers to tell if whether or not something is counterfeit, which is why it's so important for people to think about where they're buying things from and making sure that that's a trusted, trusted source. So does that mean if an industrial firm wants to buy from a gray market source instead of an authorized distributor, they need to be aware of their dealing with the gray market or do they already know that? I think it's, uh, you know, there's there's situations that we see where the customers know it's an unauthorized source and they may even know, you know, what the risks are. And, you know, depending on the pressures and desperation that they're dealing with, they may take them. But on the other side of that, we see a lot of customers who may not know um, that they're, number one, dealing with an unauthorized source. And if they are aware of that, they may not understand the risks, which is why we're taking a lot of time to try our best to educate customers you know, on this topic and the risks that are associated with this. I will also say that um, you know there are a lot of deceptive practices out there. You know, so we do deal with companies who falsely claim to be authorized <laughs> sources. Um, you know, companies that even you know fraudulently use our you know logos, you know, use our uh, partner emblems to try to claim you know that they have the same status as a, a true authorized distributor of, of our products. We even have companies out there who adopt company names that you know try to look like ours, um, adopt logos that even <laughs> try to look like ours. Again, to to sow you know confusion and to kind of dupe people into believing that they're authorized. And so we see all sorts of different situations. Wow, that would be confusing for a buyer when they think they're going the authorized path. For, for those who aren't, who are purposely trying to get a better deal, so, so to speak, is it unethical? Is it considered unethical to go to the gray market? Um, I think that's a really deep question. I obviously think my you know personal um, standpoint here is that if you understand the risks associated with doing this, and you know, believe me when I say that I I see these risks being realized uh, you know on a day to day basis in my work, I think it would be very difficult for somebody um, to justify the risks if they are truly trying to act on the you know best interests of a company. But um, you know whether or not it's a illegal for, for example, for a company purchased from the from an unauthorized source, that's um, that's a totally different issue. And and I would say generally generally not. Our position as a company is that the, the people who engage in the unauthorized resale activity, you know, they are the ones who are you know generally acting in a in a way that is beyond unethical, you know, into the you know unlawful you know realm. So. We're talking about the risk. What are some of the risks of buying some of these gray market products? Yeah. Well, there are some really easy ones um, to talk about, which are not necessarily obvious to many people. And it's also something that people, you know, don't always think about. So from, I guess, just, you know, the way that we provide value with our products, you know, a truly new rock automation product that's purchased from an authorized source. So either from us or from, you know, one of our authorized distributors comes with some benefits that you can't get anywhere else, um, which are pretty essential. Um, so I'll talk about that first. The first is a you know factory warranty, you know, so a warranty on the products that's backed up by Rockwell Automation. You know, that's something that's you know so um, critical, you know, in our industry. You know, we are the only company in the world that has the expertise to um, support our products, um, you know, at the level that we're able to because we are the manufacturer <laughs> designer of these. You know, products. There's no third party who can offer a, a warranty that's comparable to that. Um, and so, again, you only get that benefit if you're purchasing from an authorized source. The other thing that's pretty important is many of our products, you know, our especially our high tech products, require firmware um, or software to even operate. So, you know, just for your information, some of our products don't even ship with the firmware on them. So, when you receive them, you have to go to our website and download the firmware and then install it. 
Um, but our end user license agreement restricts, you know, access to these downloads to um, customers who've purchased from an authorized source only. And so, you know, you'd, you'd actually have to kind of be breaking the um, license agreement to be accessing these items if you if you didn't purchase from a from an authorized source. Beyond that, there's all sorts of other things that our authorized distributors and Rockwell Automation, you know, offer, which is professionally trained staff, you know, staff that have been trained by Rockwell Automation, you know, to support products, local inventory, there's a litany of other benefits there. But the thing I really want to talk about, particularly in today's world, is there's a risk out there that you will receive a product that will probably have reliability, you know, safety, or even security risks because these products are, you know, flowing through unknown, untrusted hands. You know, there's all sorts of, you know, things that could go wrong. As I mentioned earlier, we see a lot of counterfeiting activity out there um, and these products are trafficked in these, you know, unauthorized marketplaces by unauthorized resellers. And um, because these products are, you know, not in trusted hands, there's all sorts of things that, you know, could happen there. If you consider, for example, um, you know, the risks of, of somebody, you know, selling something that was either broken or inadequately repaired and, you know, that product then caused some type of, you know, factory downtime or broke in such a way that was not safe, you know, and ca could cause, you know, harm to persons or property, um, you know, that's a pretty serious, you know, risk to be taking, you know, to be acquiring products in that way. You could consider the security risks of somebody, you know, taking advantage of, you know, these kind of unauthorized channels to modify devices in some way that makes them vulnerable to security attacks um, or something like that. You know, that's another, you know, risk for companies to consider as well. Also, when buyers run into these problems after they've purchased such products, what are some of the hard lessons you've seen them learn? For example, they thought they were saving money when they purchased this product and it ends up they've had so many problems, they've lost those savings and spent more money. What are some of the other lessons they learned? Yeah. So, you know, without going into, you know, actual quantification of, of loss and that sort of thing, generally what happens is we see companies either knowingly or unknowingly engaging in this kind of you know, purchasing from unauthorized um, source behavior, or uh, by the way, sometimes customers, um, and this is why this type of awareness is so important. Sometimes customers unknowingly acquire products, you know, that, that have um, come from unauthorized sources, you know, through maybe a legitimate partner of theirs, for example, a company that's building machines for them. Maybe it's not the end customer who's actually made the, the purchase purchasing decision about where the where the industrial equipment is coming from, but somebody upstream. But nonetheless, you know, what happens is there's generally a lot of, first of all, concern <laughs> when, when there's an understanding that something has gone wrong. And we generally find out about it when something's not working right. So at, an example of a, you know, a real customer situation that we had was we had a customer in Southeast Asia who who was you know commissioning machines that they had purchased um, you know from a from an OEM also in Southeast Asia and um, you know the customer was having problems commissioning them and their commissioning was being impacted you know by these um, technical issues they were experiencing and they came to us um, thinking that this was a you know a technical issue with the product you know something wasn't working right Rockwell you know you need to help us with this but upon proper investigation of the matter we determined that the products in question weren't authentic. You know, they were actually made up of different pieces of, you know, old units um, that had been, you know, kind of repaired and refurbished and also some totally counterfeit parts as well, um, you know, kind of amalgamated back together with counterfeit labels and packaging wrapped around them. And they weren't functioning for, for that reason. <laughs> And obviously, this was a you know big wake up call for the customer. And obviously, they had to have it was very embarrassing for the customer, but also very embarrassing for the you know OEM that provided the products to them because it was determined that that OEM was actually um, trying to save money by you know not purchasing from the authorized sources that were you know in their area. Um, but they found a bunch of other companies in the area who were claiming that they could provide these products at a better price. 
And um, I mean, the long story short is obviously the OEM in question had to rectify <laughs> the situation for their customer. I think it is um, safe to say that it was an uncomfortable situation, you know, between those two parties and there definitely had to be some relationship recovery, you know, that took place thereafter. Um, and this is a, you know, a situation that we see, um, unfortunately, not rare enough. Um, particularly today when we're experiencing, you know, so many uh, supply chain issues around the world, you know, limiting the supply of authentic products. We see a lot of customers out there trying desperately to find um, products and a lot of companies out there trying desperately to take advantage of the situation um, through deception to make money off of what are very real problems for the industry today. When that happens, then if you're depending on that product, it could disrupt the project you were waiting for. It's embarrassing, like you said. These are major problems, especially the security issue. Yeah. And also, um, you know, sometimes we get involved with clients uh, or with customers um, who find out you know, quite late <laughs> that they have this type of a unsecured supply chain issue. And so we deal with clients who, for example, you know, might learn, okay, we found a counterfeit item, but then they realize, you know, actually we've been buying the stuff from the same place for three years. Oh, gosh. And, you know, we've installed <laughs> a lot of stuff and now it, now they have the concern of, okay, what ha- what started with one, you know, small issue is now a, now I have to go and I have to, you know, address, you know, do a risk analysis on, you know, my overall installation now, you know, so these, these, these issues can become quite, you know, significant for a company. Um, when you consider all the risks involved, you know, we have customers that uh, are still today, you know, after, for example, more than six months ago, becoming aware that they you know, may have acquired, you know, counterfeit, uh, you know, products through an unsecured supply chain are still in the process of, you know, validating, revalidating, you know, their installed base to try to eliminate any other, you know, counterfeits um, from their installations. So one final question. I know Rockwell Automation maintains a vetted partner network that's really strong. And the companies in that partner network source its products either directly from Rockwell or from its authorized distributor network. So that means buyers can verify the source before they buy by using a partner locator, which I've put a link to in this episode's description. But my question is, what are some red flags for buyers that will signal that a source is unauthorized? Yeah. Before I answer that, I just want to mention again that there are companies out there who really go to extremes to try to misrepresent themselves as an authorized partner. So please, uh, for everybody listening, please take advantage of the uh, of any independent verification um, that you can, including the partner locators that Teresa just mentioned. But um, you know, some common red flags that we see we see a lot of unsolicited you know offers to sell Rock Automation products. You might receive an email you know from you know somebody in you know for example China claiming that they are selling Allen Bradley Rock Automation products and they'll give you a table with a listing of them and some crazy aggressive, you know, unrealistic prices, you know, and, and uh, reaching out to you to ask, you know, is there anything else you need? You know, give us a call, let us know. Obviously, you know, that type of thing should be taken very, you know, very uh, suspect. <laughs> We would also say that there are a lot of companies um, that are, you know, kind of these globally operated online buy resell companies. You know, I won't go through names, but you'll see companies out there that claim to sell all manufacturers of industrial automation products. They claim to have massive stocks. They claim to, you know, offer shipping in 24, 48 hours. Our authorized distributors, you know, do not have a model um, that operates, um, you know, this way. And by the way, many of those claims around stock and lead times are, are generally not true. That's another one. I think a third red flag would be on online marketplaces such as the peer-to-peer marketplaces, eBay, Amazon. 
Rock Automation and our partners do not sell on any of these platforms. So if you are seeing Rock Automation products on these types of you know peer-to-peer marketplaces, you can be assured that they are unauthorized resellers would come along with all the risks that I, I mentioned earlier. But again, sometimes it's very hard to tell, and which is which is why we're so adamant that you know we are here, Rock Automation is here, you know, through our website, through our local offices to help validate and verify sources so that you don't have to do it <laughs> if you if you if you'd like help. We're here, we're here to do that. Well, thank you, Ryan. This is really useful information. I appreciate you being here to educate educate us about it. And I've really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you, Teresa. It's been wonderful. And I'm Teresa Hauk with the Journal Magazine. I'll see you again soon. If you enjoy Automation Chat, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening.